We know the news can be relentless, and it's hard to keep up. On Your World Tonight, it's our mission to catch you up in less than 30 minutes. When news breaks, our reporters are there, across Canada and around the world. We bring you context and analysis and sort out what's real and what's relevant. I'm Susan Bonner. I'm Tom Harrington. I'm Stephanie Skanderis. We host Your World Tonight. New episodes every night, seven days a week. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Athletes in Canada have long been sounding the alarm on abuse in sport, and this week, the federal government responded. We have to talk about the negative, inappropriate, and dangerous behavior that's been normalized and even perpetuated by sport culture that is toxic and makes sport unsafe. Minister of Sport Carla Qualtrough announced a commission to examine abuse and maltreatment in sport. Many athletes welcome the commission, but say it is just the first step. Sheldon Kennedy is a former NHL player. He's also co-founder of the Respect Group and an advocate for young athletes facing abuse and maltreatment. Sheldon, good morning. Good morning, Matt. How are you? I'm well. I want to talk about the specifics, but broadly, what did you make of this announcement? You know, I think the announcement uh, brought some clarity to the magnitude of the issues that are in front of us. I think there was an an acknowledgement. For the first time, I've I've really heard that, you know, an acceptance maybe and an acknowledgement that, you know, there is an issue and and it's a big issue uh, in regards to abuse of all kinds and all types of maltreatment uh, in sport. And uh, we need to come at it you know, with that type of mindset in, in trying to figure and figure out uh, a better way. And I think, you know, we've been in this space for a long time, Matt, and, and I think it's the first time at that level that we've heard an acknowledgement of the magnitude of the issue uh, within sport. So I think, you know, from that starting point, I think it's going to allow us to think differently uh, within the system of how we move forward. It's a commission. It is not a public inquiry. And we have spoken on this program, and I know you have heard from athletes who have been pushing for a full public inquiry, that that would compel people, witnesses, former coaches, for example, to come and testify. Are you disappointed that this is not a full public inquiry? I'm not disappointed. I think, you know, through my conversations, um, uh, and understanding, I think the reason for the commission, and maybe I'm wrong with this, but I think the reason for the commission is to bridge the gap between the federal government, you know, national sport organizations and provincial sport organizations. And if you look at the mass amount of, you know, where the majority of, of kids are participating in sport, it's at the provincial jurisdiction. So it was my understanding that the commission will allow uh, a lot more uh, quicker opportunity to bring the provinces and the federal government together to collaborate than an inquiry would. Now, you know, whether that's true or not, I'm not sure. But I think at the end of the day, you know, whether it's a public inquiry or a commission, there's a job to do. And the job is, is to find out how do we get this right? You know, we've been going on long enough with, you know, trying to, you know, work our way through this and try to fluff it off as a, you know, oh, that's an isolated incident. It doesn't happen too often, this and that. And I think um, we are at a point now, given all of the brave athletes and athletes' voices and the reporting done, you know, to to bring these issues to light, that we're at a point where, you know, we can't slough this off anymore. So whether it's an inquiry or whether it's a commission, you know, the job is is to to bring 
the knowledge back to the decision makers uh, and come up with a either a different way or a better way or a safer way that will bring the quality of sport back to what I think we all want it to be. And that's, you know, a great experience for all, a safe experience for all, and a healthy experience for all. And, and to me, I think we've lost our way in that space. How would you describe the crisis right now in, in Canadian sport? How would you describe that crisis? You know, I think that if we're coming out of the pandemic, I think for me, it highlighted the importance of sport and, you know, and exercise and uh, movement and connection. It highlighted that coming out of the commission. And I think that, you know, we're, you know, sport is, I think, in a lot of cases, not as welcoming as it needs to be for not only, you know, Canadians that have been here, you know, their whole lives or, you know, half their lives but i mean all of the new people coming into our country all of the new immigrants and new families and new children and i think that when we talk about culture within you know creating a better culture when we talk about you know uh safe sport when we talk about you know inclusiveness when we talk about all of those things i think right now i think they are talk and i think there's not a lot of clarity around the action that needs to be taken to actually create that and to me when we create a culture it has to be with intent and it has to be practiced on an ongoing basis and i think that's where we fall down and i think you know it has to be prioritized in an organization it can't be done off the side of the desk we don't change culture with a poster uh it has to be intentful and it has to be prioritized and it has to be ongoing because what i believe is the issues in front of us are taught skills. It is a taught way. And I think when all we're taught about is winning and losing at all costs, that's what we learn. And I think such an imbalance of power here, I think that, you know, we applaud coaches sometimes for, you know, wins and losses, and it doesn't matter how you get there. And I think, you know, this isn't just about sexual abuse. This is about, you know, how do we make it so that everyone feels safe, everyone feels that they belong? Because I think in this world today, as a parent, um, you know, I think that we need and kids need and families need a safe place to feel that they belong, to let go of all the outside noise and to just to go play. And I think, you know, that's what sport needs to be. It doesn't need to be about making a team. It doesn't need to be about wins and losses. I think that's our starting point and we can go from there. And I think that's where we've lost it. Let me pick up on that. But I want to play you something else that the minister, Carla Qualtro, said following this announcement. Have a listen. We need to own the fact that we haven't sufficiently protected our kids and that there's a normalized pattern of behavior that's completely unacceptable. Every day in our rinks, on our courts, on our fields, jeering or intimidation or mockery or just the language that is used in sport can be really, really harmful. And in a lot of cases, it's completely acceptable in sport in a way that it would never be acceptable in other aspects of society. So her predecessor, Kirsty Duncan, on this program said that she was told she had to get back to what sport was really about after her position was eliminated. And then she said that that was about winning and good news for the country and winning medals and that the system was never about protecting athletes. Do you think we really want to know the truth or are we focused on that idea of, to your point, what people believe sport is really about? Well, I mean, the way our national athletes get funding to be able to follow their dreams is by wins and losses, which I understand you know, sport is about and we need to learn how to win and we need to learn how to lose. But with respect and and to me, 
you know, I do believe that, you know, our system, and I think this, you know, when I, when I hear Minister Qualtro and uh, Christy Duncan, I mean, you know, spend a lot of time with her and, and uh, you know, when, when I hear them speak, I think at the end of the day, is our system built in a way to actually do what we're talking about right now? And I don't think it is, but I think we're at a point where, you know, we need to relook at the wheel. <laughs> is the wheel built in a way to address the issues that are in front of us, or do we need to reshape that wheel and totally reshape that wheel? Because, you know, it's been a lot of years. I've been in this space for a long, long time, advocating, advocating, advocating. I mean, we have trained, you know, over two and a half million coaches and parents uh, in this space on these issues. And our whole goal has to be, is to build a confidence around the issues of all forms of abuse, bullying, harassment, discrimination, and, you know, and hopefully empower the bystander. Focus on the 98, 99% of really good people in sport. And I think that, you know, there's this, you know, there's this entry level where people get into sport and they get into that, you know, if we want to, you know, use hockey as an example, you know, we can get into that space of Timbits hockey or whatever it is, right? Like entry level hockey. Yeah. And, and everybody's having fun. And then all of a sudden it turns and now it's competitive. And I think, you know, there's a few that want to do that, but most don't, but they feel they have to, to belong. And I think that, you know, that's what needs to change because I think that pushes a lot of people out of sport. It pushes them away from, you know, being involved. And I think, you know, growing up in a community, a smaller community, I mean, it is what makes these communities thrive. And I think that there's a lot of people that don't feel that they belong uh, when it gets into that full competitive mode. Canadians care about what's happening in the world. And in just 10 minutes, World Report can help you stay on top of it all. Join me, Marcia Young. And me, John Northcott, to get caught up on what was breaking when you went to bed and the stories that still matter in the morning. Our CBC News reporters will tell you about the people trying to make change. The political movements catching fire. And the cultural moments going viral. Find World Report wherever you get your podcasts. Start your day with us. As you said, these are your words, we've been going on this long enough. This is your own story in many ways. In the 90s, you came forward with your story of years of, of abuse at the hands of a former coach. And, and that, in some ways, for a lot of people, should have been, been the wake-up call for hockey, for the entire sports system. That was 30 years ago. Why wasn't that that wake-up call? Well, I mean, you know, there was, uh, you know, there was... Uh... I don't know. And I think, you know, I think that at the time there was, you know, if I look back and I think it was, there was a, a belief that this was a isolated incident. And I think that, you know, at the time, the way we dealt with these issues was to just try to make them go away. And, and I don't think that's changed a whole, whole pile, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think what's, what's awesome right now. And I think has, has given me hope in the fact that, you know, we are making progress is that, you know what, there are many, many athlete voices that are telling their story in a educated way, in a empowered way, not an angry, angry way and, and, and just pointing fingers and angry. They're coming at it in a very strategic way that want change because they believe in sport. And I think, you know, that is the shift. And if I look at, you know, just 
you know, over 30 years ago, I look at how the stories have shifted, all the, all the stories like you and I are talking today, mm-hmm. Matt, compared to how we talked and told these stories within the media 30 years ago. I mean, it's different. We've, we, we understand these issues better today. And I think, yes, there's incidences. There's incidences that happen. They have to be reported. And there's coaches that move around from sport to sport and sport. Those things can be addressed. But I think the biggest the biggest piece here that I think needs to be understood is the impact that these incidences have on individuals. It takes people out. And for a long time, some people don't recover. And and I think, you know, that is why we have to get this right is because this impacts people for their lives. And, you know, those scars that last a lifetime, that is the piece that I would say is the most important piece on getting this right. You know, and to me, you know, we need to acknowledge it. So going back to Minister Qualtro's announcement, you know, I heard in there, you know, trauma-informed approach, awesome, right? But I also heard an acknowledgement that this is where we're at. And the first time that we heard an acknowledgement that this is, you know, almost at a crisis mode, if not already there. And to me, I think if we're starting at that point, it allows us to to make the changes necessary. Um, But that takes courage. And I think, you know, we need the people in leadership positions to have the courage to make difficult decisions and tough decisions. And, and that's how you get change. And I think that's where these issues are and that's what they need. Are you encouraged by the new leadership at Hockey Canada? This is an organization that has dealt with outrage and some of that outrage comes from you in terms of how it's, it's handled uh-huh. uh, allegations of sexual assault in the past. They now have a new leader in Catherine Henderson. Are you confident in, in the new leadership at Hockey Canada, for example? Well, I mean, I guess, you know, at the at the end of the day, I think that, uh, you know, there's definitely some ang- action being taken within uh, within Hockey Canada. I think uh, time's going to tell. You know, I don't think we give everybody, you know, everybody doesn't get a passing grade. I know I don't until we walk the walk. And I think that's what we, everybody's expecting Hockey Canada to do is walk the walk. We can't just talk it. I mean, we need to walk it. We need to prove prove that we're different, prove that we're uh, engaged and this is prioritized within an organization. And I think, you know, at the end of the day too, Matt, you know, this is, you know, this is not just about, oh, bad coaches and bad people in sport. Mm -hmm. It's about, you know, we've done thousands of child abuse investigations, um, you know, at, at the, you know, Sheldon Kennedy Child Advocacy Center and, and, uh, you know, and 98% of those kids are abused by, by somebody they know. Over 50% of those kids are abused by a parent or caregiver. So, that, you know, we're not just looking at sport as, you know, a place of kids are going to go there and they're going to be unsafe. This is about, you know, kids are going to sign up for, for sport. And because you're the volunteer coach and put your hand up to say, you know what, I really want to get involved. And, you know, you are, you may be the only trusted adult in those kids' lives. And if a child discloses to you something that's going on, do you know what to do? Mm-hmm. And how do you address that? And I think that's probably more of a reality than the, than the other. But at the end of the day, we still have to prioritize the knowledge and the confidence uh, in this space. That's part of changing the system. It's acknowledging it. We know so much more today than we ever did, even 30, you know, even 10 years ago. Is, is, is that why you were part of this conference that looked at toxic masculinity in hockey? I mean, part of that can be applied to hockey, but that, to your point, is is something that runs through broader society. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, you know, and I think, I think, uh, you know, I mean, I talked about it. I learned a lot, you know, I'm always learning in this space. And I think, you know, toxic masculinity, I think, you know, I needed to, I needed to understand that. And, and, uh, you know, and I think, you know, where we work, I think, you know, if we can really understand, like, it really comes down to, to um, prioritizing and being intent, you know, have an intention in your organization of how we're going to address issues. Like, how are we going to address it? Like, we can't just have a conference and forget about it. We can't just put a poster up and forget about it. We can't just have a policy and forget about it. To me, if we talk about, you know, toxic masculinity being a taught skill over decades, well, it's not just going to get undone. We're going to have to teach another way over decades to get out of it. And and so, you know, to me, we need to be intentful in that and, and, and uh, it needs to be prioritized and it needs to be practiced. And I think that, you know, when we talk about these issues, these issues carry a significant amount of fear, worry, stress, anxiety, and and, you know, my knowledge in this space is that the best way we deal with that, or the best way I can deal with that is to learn about it. And I think the more we learn about this stuff, the better we're going to be able to discuss it without being angry and getting angry, the better we're going to be able to protect our kids and the more confidence we're going to have to ask questions. And I think that's what we need to focus on. Let me just ask you before I let you go, you talked about worry and anxiety. Well, there are a lot of parents who are worried and anxious about their kids in sport right now. This is the time of the year when, when you know, hockey is back rolling, kids are out uh, early in the morning and late in the afternoon and every other time playing. What, what should parents be thinking about in light of this change? And in light, is this the moment that there will be a reckoning and should they be, should they be confident that their kids are going to be safe playing? I think that, you know, I, I believe that, you know, the majority of kids that register in sport and the majority of people that um, are helping coach our kids in, in all sports and, uh, you know, are great people and, and lots of people, you know, most of the people are probably going to have a, a good safe experience. I know there's lots of organizations doing great things. There's pockets of good work out there. And, um, but I think when we when we look at this, I think as a parent, you know, and it should always be this way is that, you know, we need to take, we need to ask questions of the organization. What are they doing? What are you doing to educate your coaches? What's the process? Show me your traveling, you know, how do you prioritize all these issues in your organizations? And as parents, Parents, we shouldn't be shunned and we shouldn't be um, and our kids shouldn't be punished for a parent asking an organization these questions. So uh, as a parent, ask the questions as a parent, talk to your kids about this stuff. Just talk to them about it. And, you know, and because at the end of the day, you know, when most kids and you know parents are scared to ask questions and most kids have never heard about it so when something happens it's like who do i tell what do i do and uh and i don't want to hurt my kid's career even though they're only eight um you know but at the end of the day it, it comes down to educating yourself educating and understanding clearly where you're signing your child up to and i think you know sport in this country um has is i don't think it's ever been safer i think um but at the end of the day, I think, you know, we finally acknowledged uh, and acknowledge um, what we're dealing with. And I think, um, you know, there there has to be progress, um, you know, or sports going to continue continually decline uh, in this country. 
Sheldon, I'm really glad to talk to you about this. Um, this is this is your life's work in many ways, and it's it's encouraging to hear that sense of encouragement that you have about the progress that's being made. Thank you very much. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for the conversation. Sheldon Kennedy is a former NHL player, now an advocate for young athletes facing abuse and maltreatment. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.